everyone. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Jennifer Campbell and Karen Corrigan, and this is Girls Talk Ad. All right. Welcome to the K&K show today. <laughs> the J is missing. She's out. <clears throat> I think it said Dragon Wagons for anhydrous. So, you know, you just roll on, Karen. Right? <laughs> exactly. No pun intended. So <laughs> to start off this episode, June, summer's not officially here, but damn, it feels like it outside. We haven't got any rain where I am in West Central Illinois, but I don't know if you saw Twitter the other day. I was in Bloomington at the Illinois soybean office. I got there, pulled in. I'm like, I'm going to crank my windows down because it's going to get hot. I hate getting into a hot truck. So I, I put my windows down a bit, went inside, and I thought, there's no chance of rain all week long, so I'll be fine. So then we were going to lunch. It starts downpouring. I'm not thinking about it. We go to lunch, come back. I'm like, gosh, dang it. My windows are down. So I, I pull, I pulled or I opened the door and yep, my seats were all wet. So Stephanie, I posted a tweet thanking me because I had left my windows down. I was just going to say, every farmer is going to want you to come visit them with your windows down now. (laughs) Well, I also watered my flowers last night, hoping that it would rain. That did not work. So word of advice, um, leave your windows down, but it's dry out there. Is that what you've been fielding questions or anything like that? There's been downpours here and there. Um, Two days ago, I got 0.04 and it came in about 30 seconds. My dad had an inch and it came with a lot of wind. Yesterday, I talked to a farmer in Iowa, and he had like 2.75 inches in a very short amount of time, because I saw like the storm kind of sitting in that area, and I was like, hey, could you stop hogging it and kind of send it this way? And it was just a deluge, so where people are getting it, it's coming fast, Um, but hopefully some of it still sinks in. But we could use use a hurricane, honestly. (laughs) I saw an Instagram post of a gal um in Kansas and looked like they had been getting rain so I'm wondering if that drought is now going west I don't know I'm guessing it's still kind of spotty so there's probably some places that are doing better and because I saw some spots in Nebraska had gotten some too so we were in southern Illinois two weeks ago and there were some fields underwater and I've heard now yesterday um there is some replanting um some areas are still wet some are dry they need rain so it's literally all over the place I saw some pictures this was it this morning is it down in Texas is that like I saw flooding or something um it looks like down by Amarillo maybe Hmm. um so yeah so it's yeah always you know there's always the haves and have-nots so I just noticed I noticed the cornfield behind my house got sprayed yesterday. Our local FS said they were holding off because it mm-hmm. hadn't rained. Mm-hmm. Um, so farmers yeah, are starting around here at least. I've been telling people that if they have weeds up in any measurable density that they need to get the post products on those, but I wouldn't necessarily put out a residual product if there was no rain in the forecast. But then we get these pop-up rains here and there, and some people got them and some people didn't. And so, but I said any inclination of how summer. Yeah. So with how the 
herbicides, you know, I'm like, if it does rain, then you're going to get a flush of weeds. And I keep, I need to stop using the word gonna, going to get a flush of weeds. So you might have to make a second trip, but then some of this early planted corn was, is pretty tall. So it's kind of pushing the limits too. So you have to look at your weeds, the type of weeds you have, the weed density, your soil moisture, and how far along your crop is. So it's never an easy decision. No. And I saw the other day, your fellow soy envoy for soybean association, Mr. Chris Ehler. Um, he says he likes to get flowers on his birthday and not the flowers you think of, but flowers on his soybeans and his birthday was June 1st. So I think he got his birthday present. Um, in some fields, I saw some on 74 just getting planted this week. So Mm -hmm. ours, our beans in, um, one field got planted or shoot, I should have this up. They got planted um, May 19th and they were up. I went there Memorial Day and they were up and they looked pretty good. And from what I was walking, um, it's a no-till field. So they had cover and I saw a comparison the other day of soil temperatures between um, a no-till field and conventional till field. And it was amazing the difference. Um, so maybe that will work in our favor for now. I don't know. I think the cooler nights are really what's saving us because we're still getting down into sometimes the fifties and sixties, even though we are 90 during the day. So that gives the crop a lot of time to recover. And so that's helpful. So there's still some hope. There's still some hope. Yeah. I only heard one person this week mention something about reminding him of 88. And I was like, oh, but it won't be like that because we have much better hybrids and, you know, we're not going to be that pessimistic yet. (laughs) Yet. When do we start getting pessimistic though? I'm like, when's that, when's that line? When the corn Um, rolls and doesn't come back out of it for days. (laughs) We were walking fields, um, last Thursday too. And I love being in the agronomy department nowadays, because if I just ask something, usually I get an answer to it and it's never been like that for me. So I'm, I'm loving who I'm surrounded by. Cause I, I probably ask maybe the dumb questions, which I'm okay with. Um, but I don't have that agronomy background and I'm learning so much. I don't and- think there's dumb questions, but I have farmers who always call and say, it's probably going to be your dumbest question of the day. And I was like, well, so far you're the first question of the day. So <laughs> Either way, yeah. it's going to be both. <laughs> I was telling a friend the other day that I, I, ever since I started this job, I've really remembered now I enjoy being outside in the field mm-hmm. and I need to come up with a slogan since my last name's Litchfield of how I like to be in the field. I have, if anyone's creative out there, let me know. Um, but it's one of my favorite things to do, even if it's probably hundred degrees, I'll go out and walk a field as long as I have good sunscreen and a good hat on and maybe dip in the truck for a five, 10 minute AC break, but the heat doesn't bother me too much. Um, Depending on where you are though, I wasn't finding very, I mean, it seems like the weeds are being held so far. Like the fields I've been in, the weeds have been pretty tiny and not really healthy looking. So I'm really kind of sporadic. So at least that's a blessing too. Yeah. And you'll be in my neck of the woods next week. Yes, on Thursday. Good so. luck with that. I wish I could go. So speaking of summer fun, what do you have on the docket this summer? You attend quite a bit, few meetings or put on meetings, correct? 
Right. We meet with all of our farmer grower groups. Um, I guess you nowadays they call them peer groups, but we've called them agronomy groups for 20 some years. So, <laughs> but we start meeting with those next week. And so we'll be around in different places doing that. And then I'm going to attend the FFA convention here in Illinois with Stephanie Porter. We are both on the Illinois Certified Crop Advisor Board. And so we're going to do three half hour workshops at the convention. So they have workshops during kind of the off times when there's nothing going on in the main um, hall. So we decided that we are going to do a crop detective academy. So we we kind of sold it as a escape style, escape room style um, event. We kind of like Sherlock Holmesy, where um, it's the case of the missing yield. And so we're going to have some perpetrator, possible perpetrators, possible suspects, um, give some information on them. And then they have to work through all the puzzles to figure out who is stealing the yield and decide if they have time to take care of the pest before the yield is lost. How do you come up with these things? You're so creative. Well, I have two kids that like me to keep them busy. And so I found on <laughs> Etsy some escape rooms. And so I've, you know, they're only like five or six bucks for like 10 puzzles. And so I'd gotten them one to sit and do during one of my meetings once. And then I also did like a Valentine's one for their party at school. Um, so I kind of just looked at those and I've been listening to a lot of high society lady detective murder mysteries lately. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought that that might be kind of fun, but you know, the option of sitting at a booth for three days or two days or whatever it is, and just, you know, talking here and there versus actually doing something fun and seeing what agronomy is all about. So we, uh, when I was talking with, um, them at Illinois FFA, they said this was an option. I was like, well, that sounds like way more fun. So what do you trying to gauge here? You know, high school students. I think I know my attention. I'm not in high school, clearly, but my attention span's pretty short nowadays. Um, do you see them getting involved with the agronomy side? Like, I'm trying to gauge like what's their interest nowadays. Um, well, there's quite a few that participate in the agronomy career development event. Okay, so that's pretty popular. Um, that's a lot of, you know, learning seeds, learning weeds, things like that. So I think some of them are involved. Do you think a lot of them want to go into agronomy as a career or are you finding out some of these expect to go back home on the farm and they just want that more knowledge base of the of agronomy? Probably a little bit of both. I mean, I think the majority, at least the students that I see, the majority want to go in some sort of agribusiness. So some will want the agronomy or at least be able to, you know, converse about it in their workplace, but, you know, not everybody's going to love weeds as much as I do. Yeah. I <laughs> on that thought real quick, if no one's seen the introduction video that Illinois soybean did for our soy envoys, you learn a lot about Karen in that video yeah. and that she likes to kill things specifically weeds. Legally. 
legally yeah no I actually don't always kill them in my lawn because sometimes I think I might need them for class so (laughs) it just depends on where they are but yes that was yeah I did my second interview with them and I thanked them for putting in that that in the little Mm -hmm. intro video so yes so I guess I should say if you don't know so I work for Illinois Soybean Association Karen is a soy envoy so that is like our ambassador group we have um, seven individuals, I believe all across the state of Illinois, they all have their specialties. Um, and they help us communicate information, not only about soybeans, corn, wheat, um, cause we're in different areas. So I probably should have explained that earlier. Um, but back to the, um, FFA convention, I was at convention a long time ago. Um, it was probably when I was in high school and something I was told really stuck with me and stuck with me all these years because they were doing those kinds of workshops. And one of them was like a leadership career one that I attended. And one of the guys said, you could have a career that hasn't been invented yet. And that really stuck with me, especially in communications. It's always emerging. It's And a lot of jobs and careers always emerging. You never know. And I, that's really stuck with me. And that's why I'm curious about are our kids wanting the traditional agronomy roles? Are they trying to break out and find something new, you know, in this, in this day and age of remote work or what are they trying to find fulfillment in? I guess. Um, I would say the majority of students I've had have been ag business. So they're not really, not all of them are sure what that means. Cause when you look at ag business, you have anywhere from lending to, sales and equipment or seed there's a whole a whole array of different things you can do and there's also a lot of office jobs payroll hr things like that um i don't see as many of them interested specifically in the field part of it but um it's hard to say but i think it's good for them even if they are just you know in the office or something for them to have some sort of background on the crops that their company is dealing with mm-hmm. And I know with women changing the face of ag, something you and I have both attended um, for a while, had the hardest time finding people, women specifically, I think that's that's changed, that are out in production, the production side. Because um, you can go, you can go either, either route. Um, but that's, that's, that's something I've been curious about. Um, you know, you can never tell what the next generation is going to do. Who, you know, I'm a millennial. Um, whether that works for me or against me, I don't know. I think I'm a millennial. I don't know. But it's just you you hear good things about, you know, kids that come out FA and things like that. But at the same time, I'm just genuinely curious what what they find interest in and you know, the whole labor workforce situation. Um we're still trying in 20 years we've only had a few women attend our meetings but I will say that um two of them who attend regularly are both from your county (laughs) so go Knox County Henderson Warren that area yeah Uh, so that's been a little bit of a change but just in general I mean from when I started there's more women in agronomy now than there was back then. I mean, before it was few of us and we were far in between, but now there's a much better, bigger network. Obviously, Illinois soybean has a large contingency of a lot of female agronomists. So 
I think that, you know, the roles are changing. The women know they can be in the field now. You know, they're not afraid. Obviously, you drive a tractor, you combine, you know, you're not afraid of any of that kind of stuff. So I think it just kind of changes. I think women are getting more opportunities, not just in the industry, but also from their parents, you know, Mm -hmm. allowing them to do some of the field work and be working on the farm and things like that. It's also interesting. I had a conversation the other day, specifically in ag communications. It used to be very heavily male dominated. And if you look at it now, you would never have thought of that because it's very, very female. Um, You go to ag media summit or something like that. Um, A lot of media is now female. Um, Well, I think that's the same way with the FFA. I think there's more female now than there has been ever, if not a majority there's a lot more female ag teachers and also um, just those going to college in general, I think are also more often females. And sticking with this um, education topic real quick too, I was telling you earlier, you know, when you look towards summer, you said you're doing the meetings and things like that, you know, talking with growers, very important, I think, to talk one-on-one with them as much as possible. For me, it also is a season sometimes of professional development. And I've been struggling, to be honest. Um, Usually I go to Ag Media Summit. I don't know if I'm going this year, to be honest. A couple other things usually happen during the summer. I'm just really not feeling professional development for some reason. And that really stinks because in a career of communications, you want to keep with up to date with the trends and emerging media and things like that. And I don't know. I'm struggling with, that. I don't know if I'm still zoomed out or whatever the topic may be, but I'm, I'm, I'm more prone to just go out and doing and, and playing with my camera and things like that. And maybe that works against me. I don't know, but I was, I had a, another conversation. I was just telling someone I'm struggling with professional development and it, it differs. Cause when you talk about CCAs, like they get credits and, you know, things like that to keep up with their certification. And, um, I don't know if that's more people feel like I do, or if they don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm stuck in this realm of, I think um, meetings have to offer something specific in order to catch interest now. Food. No. <laughs> Now, see, that's like, I usually have a bag of snacks, so that doesn't necessarily um, get me, but, you know, I want to know about specific things, you know, I want to know about the agronomy side of it, you know, the professional development side, which maybe, you know, I probably need, but um, it just doesn't spark my interest. So, mm-hmm. but I've had to do a lot of education in the last year or two with being coming a master gardener intern and things like that. So, I guess I just kind of gear or gravitate more towards plant type things and not necessarily the traditional, you know, I've watched stuff on urban soils, urban agriculture. Um, I've watched stuff on regenerative agriculture. Um, I'm looking into a lot more of this small farms, local foods type thing for um, my work at the college. And um, I've had to learn about edible windbreaks and um, food forests and things like that. So I guess maybe I'm just kind of venturing out into a new sector. Yeah. And so maybe that's what's making it interesting. I, I I just had that thought. I get a newsletter about podcasting. It's called the Audio Insurgent, I believe, on Substack. It's still about media, but it's outside of ag. And that's been interesting for me to read. 
So mm-hmm. I think you make a good point there getting out of not necessarily your comfort zone, but getting out of that sector that maybe you've grown into and keeping that interest because when it comes to like podcasts and stuff, I want to learn techniques and things like that. And um, sometimes I watch YouTubers that are doing that. So I guess that's another way. Um, I went, I got an Instagram recently because of being a soy envoy, which I haven't used it much for that, but boy, oh boy, have I been sucked down the rabbit hole of succulent propagation on there. (laughs) So that's kind of my, my relaxation is watching succulent propagation on Instagram. (laughs) See, that's when social media can be good because you learn something new. That's why I have yet to get rid of TikTok. Because yeah, sometimes it's endlessly scrolling, but I've learned a couple tips and tricks on there. Like one nowadays, and I was telling Abigail this and Stephanie, when you go to the field and you're like taking your picture, turn your phone upside down and take it from there. And it creates more of a lower angle. And Ooh. then I know people can't see our screens right now. And then once you flip it back up, the, the photo automatically um, reverts itself back like it should and it's just a cooler angle I learned that on TikTok see and I did that from the comfort of my own house so I didn't have to travel anywhere for it or anything like that but um I I just I guess what I'm saying it's 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 hard sometimes to keep engaged and when I think certain you know it depends on the type of person you are some people thrive for like the networking of being in an in-person meeting and I guess I don't necessarily do that I mean I love to see my growers but to see a whole bunch of people I don't know, I yeah. don't, that's really not up my alley. So sometimes I like to be my antisocial self. I have a hard time. Sometimes I think I'm an extrovert, but sometimes really I'm an introvert. I just want people to leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've worked on a day. from home for 20 years. So I worked from home before it was a thing, but yeah. So I'm, you know, pretty content with me and my dogs and <laughs> Well, looking towards summer of fun, anything else you want to add? Any advice you want to give um, before we close this short, quickie episode out? Um, If you have students or kids in the Illinois FFA, send them to the Crop Detective Academy with Stephanie and I. Um, It's only 30 minutes and it will be action-packed and fun and they'll learn about certified crop advisors. Um, Outside of that, um. I don't really know what's on my list. I'm going glamping for the first time. Oh. So this farm wife cooks has a glamping retreat. And so a couple of the ladies that I was in the Illinois Ag Leadership Program with um, in 2008, um, we are all going to go together and hang out and go glamping. So my idea of glamping is going to a hotel. Well, it's kind of basically a, a tent like thing with air conditioning and running water oh, and all that. so I've never considered myself the camping type I like a bed too much I mean I camped on a sandbar in the Wisconsin River in grad school and I don't think I need to do it that often again so yeah I'm normally a hotel but this glamping looked like it was almost a hotel it's probably better than some of the hotels I've stayed in on my travels <laughs> yeah yeah, there's been some sketchy hotels. I don't, I don't, I, we're going to tractor shows. We'll be in Indiana. Um, the Half Century of Progress is in Rantoul this summer. I highly recommend, um, even if you live outside of Illinois, what a credible display of antique tractors, equipment, and they're actually doing demonstrations out in the field. Um, it's so widespread, so take a golf yeah. cart. 
<laughs> yeah, a golf cart or a side by side. They do allow side by sides there. And um, if you're coming in, you would think it's just a side by side convention, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, but incredible. And then that follows Farm Progress Show, which is indicator this year, which my team is really starting to plan out. Actually, um, our our ISA agronomy team will have a plot this year. So come by. It's on the south side of the site. Um, we're working on details right now. And it's going to be something that we'll do every year, not just during the Farm Progress Show year. So that's a little sneak peek there. Um, but I have a lot of, I have a lot of travel next summer. So I think I'm going to take this summer and just kind of chill. And one of my best friends is getting married next summer in the Dominican Republic. Oh, so I'll be in a destination wedding. So I think, um, I'll just maybe just take it, let the summer be kind of more chill, but I'm sure something will pop up and maybe something that's going to happen that I'm not even thinking about right now. Who knows? But, um, Yeah. It'll be a good summer. Hopefully we get some more rain, timely yeah. rain. Hopefully my pool liner comes in this week and I get the pool up for the kids. Yep. Because it is not officially summer, but almost I consider it summer. Isn't it like June 1st and meteorological? I said that wrong. <laughs> meteorological. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to stop. Summer. Or something I don't know. Like I that. kind of deem it summer as soon as the kids are out of school. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time. All right. Sounds good.